Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 313, and Happy New Year! This Woo-hoo. is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. So, you had a rough Christmas, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just a bit, bit under the weather for the entire freaking time. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awful. Yeah. So you need a vacation from your so-called vacation. Exactly. But I'm starting to feel better, so I'm really happy to get back to normal, back to the show, get life uh, rolling again in this brand new year. Yeah, uh, flu's a bugger, so I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, How was your holiday? Much better than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was pretty damn good. I have I had serious downs at the end of it. I was just like, I was on such a high the whole time that by the end of it, I was just like, no, it's over. I, uh, I'm such a Christmas gush. I, I just love it. Um, anyway, it's uh, sad to see it gone. Took down the tree. You know, I do. I do. I wait. Some people do it on Boxing Day. I don't get that. I have. To, I wait until New Year's uh, or New Year's Day. Ours just, is still up. Yeah. I I just figure I'm finally able to sit back and enjoy it. Why would I take it down? <laughs> Well, we put ours in like a back. We have a back porch. It's all enclosed and everything. Unfortunately, it's not temperature controlled. So we in the summer we take a little fans and open the windows. In the winter we take portable heaters out there, and that's where we set up our Christmas tree because it's really beautiful out there in the back. This year it was almost too cold to spend any time back there, even with the the, the portable <laughs> heaters going. It was crazy. Lord, I know. And here, and I love how CNN calls this new storm coming the uh, uh, what do they call it? the cyclone bomb. Or a bomb cyclone. It's like, come on. That's the best name ever. (laughs) First of all, as I understand, cyclones don't happen on the East Coast. It's only on the West Coast. Or no, that's typhoons. Sorry, that's That's, typhoons. Yeah. Or no, cyclones too. I don't know. Now I'm all confused. (laughs) But it's a bomb. It happens often. (laughs) It's the bomb. (laughs) But I just like, oh my God, that is so spun. But uh, yeah, it's going to be bitter cold over there i don't i feel for everyone especially uh yeah. new brunswick's supposed to get hit pretty hard uh, oh yeah we've been we've been living in single digits for almost a week now which oof. is really really unique for us wow well we had a bit now it's chilly but not that cold thank goodness um we're about you're 20 degrees i guess 25 wait I, you know this is a bad way to start the new year i thought we had a rule about the weather talk i know but it's <laughs> right but it has been rather topical because uh, yeah, there's also been a lot of weather uh, in the old uh, algorithms, right? Ooh, uh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll let that transition go this time. <laughs> um, although, is that even there? It is. Yeah, a couple of algo updates over the break. Why don't you? Now you did a great job. Thank you so much for putting this together today. I was late, so I'll let you run with this, and I'll jump in when needed. So, 
Well, this was interesting because this one, the, the, the first one, there, there were a couple of big things happened over Christmas, which in itself is kind of rare these days. After the, We've talked about this a couple of times on the show, the, 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 the big algorithmic update that hit right before Christmas years ago that literally knocked out some businesses completely. Um, so Google's been pretty consistent since then about not doing a lot of major changes right before or at, during the Christmas season. Um, and these weren't huge changes. And one of them is still kind of brewing, so we're not even really sure what is going to happen. But the first thing that happened is right before Christmas, um, a couple weeks before, and then confirmed right on the 20th by Google, there was an algorithmic update um, that they're calling the Maccabees update. I have no idea where they got that name okay, or what it is. Barry named it that, and it's Jewish based because it was apparently on Hanukkah, during Hanukkah. Uh, uh, I, I looked it up. I had to know. I'll read this because I'm not going to even bother trying to ex- express it myself. But okay. In the narrative of of one Maccabees after Antiochus, sorry, I'm so butchering this, issued his decrees forbidding Jewish religious practice. A rural Jewish priest from Modin, Matthias, Matthias, the Hasmonean, sparked the revolt against the Seleucid Empire by refusing to worship the Greek gods. And they were called, warrior, these warriors were called the Maccabees. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's deep. Well, I'm, gl- I'm that's glad really deep. <laughs> I'm glad there's some substance behind it instead of just coming up with a. It sounds like it sounded to me like a candy bar, you know, <laughs> that you make for Halloween. The word that Mac- made me chuckle was by refusing to worship the Greek gods. It's like by mer- refusing to worship Google. I, I thought I, I heard that. Ah, nice. So <laughs> and, anyway, this is actually kind of an interesting update because it was targeted really specifically towards keyword permeations and, and creating pages around them. And we've talked about this in the past, and I think it's pretty significant when it comes to local still. People are creating these pages in the local space, trying to get, um, especially if there's a there's a, a a website or a business that covers more than one location, they'll create variations and permeations of keywords based on the locations, like you know, best pizza in here, best pizza in here, and have two separate pages on our website targeting the different locations. And that's one example used of what this specific update was targeting. So the, they don't want you doing these permeations on keywords. Whether, you know, other examples would be like plurals or or semantic phrases or words that mean the same thing or very variations of the same thing. And you have a page for each version of that. Um, that used to work a long time ago. Um, well, it worked it up just recently, really. Um, well, that's why I, they're plugging the hole. Because I mean, in, in local, it still works. It, it. I'm not sure it works as well as people think it does. I think they're they're giving that uh, those permeation-based pages more credit than they deserve in local because it was the pigeon update where that really became, and that was almost two years ago, the pigeon update is where that became the the, the no longer the, the proper type of methodology when you're building those pages because the pigeon update is where it split the topical authority and the relevancy authority and, and relevancy Topical and geo, excuse me, topical and geo relevancy and authority. They split them during that update. So it used to be you needed to build uh, topical and relevancy authority on the permeations. Now you just have to either build it on geo or topics. You do mean right. permutations, right? Permutations, yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I can't spell, why do I have to speak, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, the only reason I say it still works is because I'm, I'm, I keep running into the flipping things beating out my clients. Um, in local, it, it, it's still a huge hole in local. 
Um, yeah, I, I think it's because if uh, I don't know why that works still. It's one of those things where there's stuff that works that shouldn't work. There's stuff that's been in place for a long time and just hasn't been supplanted yet, right? Because it's either been grandfathered in as a, at the page level, but not necessarily at the tactic level. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, and I think that the fact is that Google is still terrifyingly basic when it comes to local too. I mean, hell, you can still just change your your business name in Google My Business and have an effect on po- positive, sadly, positive effect on rankings. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's some serious catch up they got to do there in their algorithms. So oh, yeah. uh, that's probably why. And you know what we're talking about here, of course, are the, the cl- classic organic rankings. So. That they've been working at for a long time, and I think this is just a obviously another hole they they punched, they, they plugged because otherwise people wouldn't have experienced the downs they did. Quite a few people experienced huge drops in traffic, and that's what Barry wrote on. Yeah, and and I think it goes back to the idea that you know for many years, in the beginning of SEO, we used to think that you know you have to have an individual page targeting an individual word. You know, you, you, you at the very beginning you could target multiple words on a single page. Then it moved to you need to be as specific as possible per page, and now it's moving back to being more you can target multiple things on the same page, right? And I think this is part of that, getting rid of those permeations, because it's, it's really all going to be focused on a single page that's on that specific topic and the, and the variations of the phrasing around that topic. Cool. Yeah, I use the word variations now. Variations. Yeah, that's a good one. You have better luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stick with that one. Uh, oh, wait, there, there's another phrase that I, I like to use when it comes to this. It says, it's bite me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On that note, uh, let's take a quick break and we get back. uh, Wow, lots of news here. So we'll be be back soon. Stand by for chair adjustment. Ah, Okay, done. (laughs) SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. WebmasterRadio.fm, the addiction that's good for you. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right. So what was this up? Spammy, unnatural link update brewing. Yeah, the other theater algorithmic thing happening that we, it's just kind of just starting. So we haven't seen a lot of research around it yet. Barry is seeing a lot of chatter and talk about um, an update that's impacting rankings. It seems to be tied to spammy or unnatural links. But to me, that's, I mean, it could be a separate update or it could be just the ongoing changes and, and, you know, variations that they did the algorithms that, that change all the time tied to links right i'm not sure why he's pointing it out as a separate update but um, we're just kind of keeping an eye on it at the moment hmm. he says yeah most of the seos that are on the black hat end of the game are complaining about their rankings oh woe's me <laughs> is that why he calls it spamming unnatural just because the black hats are complaining about it <laughs> maybe um yeah, the automated tracking tools, for the most part, are not showing any significant changes around the 26th of December, but we can't always depend on those tools for tracking these things. Uh, this is, uh, again, quoted from Barry Schwartz on Search Engine Roundtable. That's seroundtable.com. Barry does a great job there. Uh, he's hard at it during the holidays. Of course, his Hanukkah yeah. was over by that point, I guess, so he was <laughs> back at it. Um, we skipped the very first story, by the way. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. Oh, please do. I didn't actually hear about this news, so I'm, I'm kind of I, curious. I, I, I hadn't heard about it until I started researching for today's show, actually. But apparently, Eric Smith um, is stepping down as the executive chairman at Google and Alphabet. Um, the little bit of reading I did on this is I didn't see where he's going or if he has plans, but Google doesn't seem to be in a hurry to replace him. They said they're basically going to, at some point in the future, um, appoint a non-executive chairman. So I, I think it's interesting for us who have been in this space a long time. Eric Smith's a very familiar name and has been a big part of this space and Google as long as I can remember, really. So it's it's more of a, wow, it's another big change coming to, to Google than anything we should worry about from a, is this going to change the way Google does things kind of standpoint. I don't think it's going to have a big impact on what they do or how they do it, but it's just a, it's just one of those, uh, it, it's a, it's one of those markers that show us that everything changes. Things keep moving forward. Yeah. I mean, he says that, uh, I'll quote him here. This is a quote from Eric Schmidt. Uh, Larry, Sergey, Sundar, and I all believe that the time is right in Alphabet's evolution for this transition. The Alphabet structure is working well, and Google and the other bets are, are thriving, said Eric Schmidt. In recent years, I've been spending a lot of time on my science and technology issues and philanthropy, and I plan to expand that work. There you go. So, eh, good for him. I mean, it's not that he hasn't made enough money. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> Doubt. I just love how he... he uh, the, what they said here is um, he has been with the company since 2001 acting as the adult figure to the co-founders. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's pretty great. much true. Yeah, good, good job, Barry. Well written. <laughs> and I almost made a political comment, but I'm not going to do no, it. No, don't do it. Do okay. It. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So Google Assistant and voice search guidelines to be published. I think this was before the holidays, wasn't it? Um, yeah, not too Oh, long. no, it wasn't. No, I guess not. They just announced that they published their Google Assistant and voice search quality guidelines, similar to how Google published their search quality raters guidelines. Ooh, the right. full PDF is here. That'll be interesting. 
Yeah, I've, I've I've started going through. It's really interesting from from the perspective, especially like like this with a podcast, where you know, how do you put together something that's voice and searchable? And and I'm not sure. I want to. I really want to read the PDF if they're suggesting you create your own voice files, or if they're creating these files based on the content, and then what would the content structure look like? It, they, the one thing I did read that made a really interesting point was that it's much easier. Two things. One, it's much easier for someone to scan a large page of content and kind of look at headlines and subheadings to, to narrow down and get to the point of information they were specifically looking for. You cannot do that in voice search, right? So someone's going to ask a question, they expect to get the answer back in, immediately without any of that browsing piece. Um, so that's interesting. And, and how do you structure a page to do that? will be a lot of there'll be a lot of testing and playing with that over time um, the second thing was grammar having a much bigger impact than it has in the past in search results right voice search results if they're if they're reading a page if the grammar's incorrect it's going to sound odd and people are not going to be able to deal with it as well so it's got to be grammatically correct which you know you kind of it makes common sense but it's like did you think about that before you know how does it how does the 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 I'm going to say one of these words. You're going to make fun of me. The, the phonetics of it. How does it sound when it's read out right. loud? Yeah. <laughs> See, I can do it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm reading through some of their examples, and it's not that long, by the way. Anyone who wants to know and look at it, seven pages, very widely spaced. Um, it's not a big read. I think it's just intriguing. Just it it discusses the types of questions that uh, the queries that could happen on a uh, um, non-visual system like um, you know uh, Google Home is and Google Assistant is, and just you know how how it should respond and any other issues about that and whether or not the response is proper or not or whether or not it's going to provide a good experience. It's interesting. Yeah. That's how I'm. I, I, I did, you know det- uh, that's how I've deciphered it anyway so far. I'm reading this as on the go though. Yeah, but think about this because. You and I both know that search is is evolving, and voice search will be as common a thing as mobile search is today, four years from now. And we spend so much time talking about how to optimize for mobile. We're going to be doing the same thing about voice, and this is like the first time we've ever seen anything specific come from Google. We should, we should remember this date, because this is significant to the future of our industry. It really is. Yeah, like what... I don't know if the particular content in this document is significant because it'll probably change within six months, but this is significant because this is the beginning of the next evolution of what we do as an industry. Yeah, and it's it's, it's all tied into whether or not your content is considered uh, the snippet for an answer, like mm-hmm. the one. So it's going to be up to Google no matter what and what appears here, and it's it's there's only so much you can influence yet. That, that's from what I've seen anyway. Uh, I, I, I'm sure there's people out there that are really on top of this that are saying, no, 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 there's ways to do it. And I'm, I, I'm not designing that. I just don't know of it. <laughs> but at this well, point... Um, well, I was going to say, there's going to be a there's going to be a company out there that none of us have heard of yet that somebody is going to buy, Amazon's going to buy them, they're going to put their technology into Alexa that is going to change the way we do things, right? And this, to me, is is the, the one of those things where if you're not on top of it, if you're not paying attention, it's going to sneak up on you and it's just going to blow you away. Yeah. Well, I guess what it comes down to is determining um, with 
as much accuracy as possible what's required for a snippet to become a snippet. You know, um, you know how much authority do you need? Because, for example, here's an example that uh, Google determined was not the best answer that Google Assistant assistant couldn't provide. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So the question was, what's the highest interest rate on a car? And it gives quite a long-winded answer. It says on the the website, example.com, they say, and then you go on, it's about, it must be 30, 40 words. I mean, that's a long response from an assistant. And their their response you know, when they're evaluating this is that the length is too long, the formulation is bad, and the elocution would be moderate. So in other words, it wouldn't sound as natural. That's what I'm assuming that means. Um, so it, and then it's 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 notes on this is that inside the snippet there's both a leading attribution and an attribution at the end. This makes the passage form poorly formulated. Uh, McGriffiths, which is the place that was providing this result, is out of context. The answer is also clearly too long. What we're so, going to be able to glean for this is going to take a bit of reading, honestly. Yeah, and you think about the way, because right now, a lot of the onus is put on the user to decipher the results to determine what's the best answer, right? Google gives you a list of choices, gives you little bits of samples of what these potential possible choices are. But in voice search, people expect the answer. You don't, there's not going to be, there's not going to be choices anymore. There's not going to be rankings anymore. You're either in or you're out, right? You're either the answer or you're not. And that's going to be, that's going to be, make this so much more difficult for consumers or not consumers for companies to be part of that solution. Um, And if you think about it from the, from the Google side of things or from the, the, the voice assistant side of things, whether it's Alexa or Google home, um, you've got things like I was dealing with one just this afternoon. I I had a, a client, um, I had to research the question, what is a POS, right? <laughs> Every yeah, time exactly. I hear that, I chuckle. <laughs> exactly. What is a POS? Well, it's a piece of, you know, <laughs> it's a point of sale system. There is a, uh, there's a version of a healthcare program instead of a PP, PPO, it's a POS. There's lots of different things a POS could be. But if someone asks that question, there has to be a way for the the search engine to to either a have already known what this person's interests are and know that they're talking uh, uh, um, about the the uh, the urban dictionary version of that you know but there there has to be a facility for them to drill in and ask questions back to the user at some point and that's going to get really interesting how do you know which questions to ask back and where do they get those questions because that will help drive to where the answer is it's going to get really crazy uh, that's our life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep up on but, this stuff. But it's just, 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 just be. We should. You, sometimes you think back and you say, "Oh, the good old days." We're living in the good old days right now when there's ten positions, potentially seven in many cases nowadays, in the search results that we can shoot for on the first page. You know, four or five years from now, there's not going to be a first page in many cases. It's going to be the answer or not, and that it's. And we're going to look back at the, remember the days when we only had to try to get on the first page. Yeah, it's, it's, well, there will be, I think there will be, but it'll be, it'll be after the fact. It'll only be there if person want to go and does more research. You're still going to have to yeah. be that first oh, yeah. one if you want to show up first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it just depends on how much percentage of search will be voice versus mobile versus desktop. Yeah. And then you're going to have the hybrids, which is, uh, 
the uh, version of uh, what's it called the uh, Alexa uh, Amazon um, oh, yeah. View or whatever it is the one that has a screen too yep and then there's mobile voice search and uh, there'll be all kinds of iterations fascinating all right well uh, we've got a few more stories left but uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back SEO 101 will be back right after recess Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Webmasterradio.fm. Keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded. We never stop. Do you? Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right. Negative reviews from current or ex-employees are now against the Google review guidelines. Thank goodness. Yay. It's about time. Yeah. But stuff the, like that just annoyed me. But it, the only thing that kind of, kind of I want to push back on is why is it just negative? <laughs> that's true. Couldn't it just be reviews from current or ex-employees? Maybe that's just the wording. Did you look into it? Um, uh, it could be. It could be. Yeah, it says clarify that reviews left by former employees are considered to be in violation of guidelines. So, all right, good. See, I guess uh, I should read these stories instead of just cutting and pasting them. <laughs> <in here. laughs> we were chuckling about that, weren't we? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, it definitely. It's a. It's a good. It made us read, right? There you go. It's a, yeah, it's a good exactly. <laughs> but I mean, it makes a ton of sense because you know employees have a tendency to know things, you know that employers don't want public and a lot of times they'll put these reviews they'll put out information if it's a it's if it's negative they might have had a bad experience and they're so they say something they shouldn't they could be a trade secret stuff like that which is a whole different legal thing but still um i like this well, i like this change yeah i think i think it's a good idea i mean there are places for them to to speak there's glass door there's similar sites like that where they can put their their two bits in about a business and working for them um, they're going to do that for any, either way, probably. But then it just gets vindictive, and they're going after that way. I've, right. I've had a few clients where we've just had to try and work those out, and most of the time it's been unsuccessful. Um, but I'm glad that now we have something we can go against. We can say, no, this is against guidelines. Please remove it. And Google yeah. will listen. Yeah, most yeah, of the time. Definitely. Glassdoor is crazy, by the way. It is. 
we yeah. had to do a, we, we, it was fascinating. We did an analysis for a client of ours who had a competing business. And it was crazy doing an analysis of that site. Massive. Massive. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and I don't believe half the stuff I read on there, whether it's good or bad. So, yeah, unfortunately, you're probably in the. Uh, there's probably a lot of people who do believe it. So, uh, yeah, you know, we won't go there too. It's more politics. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so um, Google this over. Is, yeah, th- this one's going to get into politics, not on, not on purpose, but it makes a ton of sense to me. Um, so go ahead and read it, but it's, I'm just giving you fair warning. Oh, no, it's just a title. You read it. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so Google overtakes Facebook in referral traffic. And this, this is really interesting to me because it was, a, it was pretty significant a few years ago when Facebook overtook Google in referral traffic because Facebook would send more traffic to websites than Google would. And that was pretty significant. Excuse me. My, my cough is still catching up with me. But now Google's overtaken them. And I, I was trying to figure out, well, why? And I really think a lot of it has to do with the vitriol political experience that you get on Facebook. People have started going away from it, not using it as much anymore, which is being shown in this particular story, in this particular thing. Referral traffic from Facebook is... I don't think it's Google is growing. I think it's Facebook is dropping. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, obviously we're guessing, but it seems to make good sense to me. I've certainly stayed away from those commentaries most of the time now. I'm tired of it. I think everyone is. Yeah, I've. I've my we know no one's getting anywhere with it. No one. Yeah, my my Facebook usage has dropped tremendously in the past six to eight months. Yeah, I mean it's still and daily, but I'm there just to talk to friends and family. That's it. Ditto. And, and I like I'll, that. I'll throw some SEO stuff on my Facebook page every once in a while. Right. Um, occasionally a, a little political rant, but those are few and far between compared to what they used to be. Yeah. Yep. We've all been beaten into submission. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, all right. The Mueller files. <laughs> <laughs> Google long-term no index will lead to no follow on links. Makes sense. This- yeah, it does. And just to be clear for everybody, what they're talking about is a lot of SEOs will use no index follow as a meta tag um, on a page. So they don't want the page itself to be indexed in Google for one, whatever reason that happens to be, but they want Google to follow the links on the page. And as a long-term solution, Google says that does not work. Eventually, that page will turn to no follow or no index, no follow. So they will stop following the links on those pages. So if, if you're using that tactic for one reason or another, just know it's a short-term tactic. Those links eventually will not be followed. Yeah, it says essentially, uh, and I'll quote uh, John here, and pardon me, it's always a little tired. It is, English is a second language, but he's, he's pretty good. It says, um, this is uh, John Mueller. But if we see the no index tag there for longer than we think, this page really doesn't want to be used in search. So we will remove it completely. And then we won't follow the links anyway. Because it's been removed. <laughs> yes. I'll cut, cut it off there. Well, obviously not, because it's been removed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Google has a ton of like processing power, but why waste it on pages that don't want to be indexed? So, so that's, a, that's an interesting, it's an interesting, subtle variation there between not indexed and removed from Google, right? Because mm. when, you, when you think about Google, a lot of times people think about 
Google is the index. Well, you can have a page that's not in the index that Google still knows about, has a ton of data about, has history about, um, but they just didn't put it in their index. So there's a difference between not indexed and removed. And when it's removed, all the data is gone as well, including any of the links, any of the history, all that good stuff. I'm just trying to discern why Google uh, Barry has a picture of geese on the Google photo um, of that page. Of geese? <laughs> yes, it's got a, a swan. Because he doesn't. He doesn't want you following them south for the summer. No follow. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it's got some very good uh, reasoning. I just don't see it yet. But anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> I try to grasp it. I try. Um, all right. So Google is showing structured data markup just to Googlebot. Oh, I see. Showing structured data markup just to Googlebot is cloaking. Well, anything you just show to Google is cloaking. Yeah, but I think I think there was a good question asked, and and John Mueller was very clear in his response. He says this is cloaking, but but when you usually talk about cloaking, the 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 normal definition you hear is showing something to your users and showing something different to Google, right? Well, structured data is never seen by the users, even though technically it's on the page that they see. So so there might be some confusion by by our newer SEOs or SEOs just getting it since since users don't see it. I can do whatever I want with this, right? That's not the case because if it's on the page that a, that a user sees, whether they see it rendered or not, it's still something you're showing the users. So if you're showing it to users or not showing it to users, but showing it to Google, then it is definitely cloaking. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what to say to it. I mean, he says here, Thanks. That's cloaking. I'd avoid doing that. Sometimes using a sitemap file is an option. I'm not sure what. Anyway, um, <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe the question wasn't just about structured data. Well, it says here. Does it seem okay to show? Does it seem to okay to you to show structured data markup only to bots in order to avoid easy scraping by competitors? It says sometimes using a sitemap file is an option. I don't get that one. But anyway, um, I get why this question was asked to you. Like you said, I mean, and in this case, yeah. Structured data probably does make it easy for bots to, to grab content, but they're going to get it anyway. Right. I don't really see how it's going to make it that much easier. Um, and anyway, it's just the constant slag against uh, uh, up, uphill against these bloody bots copying pages. Uh, I know it's awful for content sites. Yep. Absolutely. So to tie up the show, we have an interesting topic. I know we got to go here in a minute, but it was something that came up when we were chatting before the show, and that was about cryptocurrency and whether or not um, SEOs or uh, I guess we'll just state SEOs since that's topical should yeah. should accept it as a payment. And there's a lot of SEOs on my Facebook wall and everything talking about cryptocurrency. So I think there's a lot of us in the industry, since it's so tech focused, that are really looking at this hard. Um, and you said you wouldn't take it as a as a payment form of payment. Why? I, okay, so first of all, to all the people who don't know what that is, I, I get that still from a lot of people, and I, I get it. It's a bit of a word. Um, it's Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, Ripple, Litecoin. There's a whole number of different coins and altcoins and tokens, all number of things that you can accept money from. My favorite uh, right now is Gollum. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's 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 an amazing market. I'm having a blast trading in it. Um, it's it's very fun, but it is also crazy. 
completely crazy. And the reason I wouldn't accept at least Bitcoin is it's ridiculous. It's not even a currency anymore. It's an asset. It's It varies so much in value. How could you possibly accept it unless you're tagging 20 or 30% on as a, you know, to be careful. Well, <laughs> now, now, there are services out there that will let you instantly convert your Bitcoin to whatever the current value is. So you don't have to save it as Bitcoin. You can do that if you want, and then you take the risk, like if you were to invest in it just by giving them cash. But there are services that will let you instantly convert it from the moment you receive it to whatever its current value is. Of course. So, but I so, mean, you still have the problem of what will that value be by the time you get it? Unless so, you're converting it into U.S. dollars and then paying them in U.S. dollars, which just, just sort of destroys the debate. So if you're, yeah, so and I, I think to, to clarify your point is if you sign a contract, a long-term contract for month over month, and, you know, normally it'd be just make numbers easy, $1,000 a month, and you say, well, no, I'm going to take, you know, a tenth of a Bitcoin a month, which is more than $1,000 right now. <laughs> In the first couple of months, that's great because, you know, it's going up and going up. But then month six, it drops down to less than $1,000 a month. That's where you're worried, right? Well, not just that. I mean, there's people who are talking about selling homes on using Bitcoin. Well, they can't because, I mean, it'll, it'll vary between like 10% in minutes, 10, 30% <laughs> in minutes. It's just all over the place. So big dollars, it's ridiculous. And if you've got a fairly expensive campaign or someone's paying you $10,000 up front for a campaign, well, that's, you don't know, you could be shorted three grand uh, easily. I, I mean, I think there's ways around that, Ross, because even if it fluctuates in 10 minutes, the person you, the person you say, I'm going to take $10,000 worth of Bitcoin, right? And the moment they give it to you, they're giving you $10,000 worth and literally, in that split second that they give it to you, you can convert that to something other than Bitcoin that's much more stable. I wish you could. It takes time for it to actually get to you. During that time it gets to you, you don't know what it's going to be when it gets to you. It takes Sometimes it takes 30 minutes, easily. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin is not a fast coin to transfer. Uh, and it's got high fees. So between the two of them, it, you don't know well, what you're going to get. Well, see that, and I think that's why Bitcoin. And again, we're talking way over a lot of people's heads who don't know much about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin is kind of like um, an unstable form of gold, right? Mm -hmm. So they're good. The, the currencies and the the types of digital currency that are building being built on top of these kind of platforms. Um, and that's why I, I like personally out of all of I think Ethereum is probably one of the most stable and it's got the the biggest future um, because it's. The Ethereum is more of a baseline platform that people are building all kinds of things on top of. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, there's no fees tied to the transactions in Ethereum. There's lots of things happening there that are making it a more quality, longer-term um, viable solution than Bitcoin currently is. Um, but Bitcoin's got the brand name, and it could be like the the beta versus VHS thing, where beta was a much higher quality, better product, but VHS had the brand name and the distribution. Unfortunately... Based on what I under, I, I got far smarter people I talk to about this uh, constantly, and and they they made it very clear, and it makes perfect sense. If Bitcoin can cans, the whole market does. Uh, it's everything's being based on it. Um, Ethereum, you know, obviously can stand on its own a bit, but anyways, we're getting into that stuff. Other stuff. What it comes down to this is, I would yes, I would take a far more stable currency like Ethereum, 
I would take something that maybe only fluctuates a few percentage points that I'd be willing to risk. What um, could, would you make your own? Because it takes 15 minutes to make your own cryptocurrency. There's sites <laughs> out there you literally could log in. Within 15 minutes, you have your own cryptocurrency. Could you oh make? My God. Could, could you? We can make the SEO one coin, right? <laughs> <laughs> SEO 101 coin. <laughs> would, would you take that? <laughs> I think it'd be a lot easier just to take a credit card. <laughs> Firstly, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yes, the bank gets their bit. I'd rather not that happen, but someone's getting their bid anyway for their high, but, the exchange. But I tell you, it, it's coming. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Coming. Oh, it is. I totally agree. I just don't know when, and I don't know what the the actual currency will be. Uh, there's too much up in the air. But uh, I I certainly put my money on um, it being some derivative of Ethereum or based on that concept. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to get Dwayne Forster on here. He's big into it and have him explain to us. Uh, when SEOs should start taking uh, cryptocurrencies. That would be a long, very crypto <laughs> cryptic <laughs> show. <laughs> be fun, though. I just yeah, don't think our listeners would tune in. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it wouldn't be 101. We might have to do a special <laughs> special lecture series. <laughs> Definitely. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, Thank you for joining us today. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.